Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. And today I have the one and only Tom Palladino on the show. So stay with us. We'll be right back. And we're back. Let me bring Tom on. Tom, did I say your last name properly? You you did. Your diction is excellent. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. We have Larry Schneider on with us this morning. We'll have a bunch of other people jumping on. So, Tom, um, you know, I started this show. It's, I mean, it's literally almost exactly three years ago. I've interviewed over 350 celebrities and entrepreneurs and um, this is about, you know, helping people have a breakthrough in life, hence the name breakthrough walls. So, so, you know, I like to always start with where you were born and raised. Why don't we start there? Sure. Sure. Thanks for the invite. Once again, Ken. Yeah. Thanks born for and raised, uh, born and raised in New Rochelle, New York. And I've lost my accent. At least people tell me I have, um, yeah. I had two great Christian parents and uh, God bless them for putting up with me. And, uh, and uh, I, I've had a, uh, what I consider a really favorable life. Uh, I'm blessed. That's awesome. So um, you, so you grew up in New York? Yeah. Yes. Um, um, for first 12 years of my life, moved over to New Jersey and then, then uh, uh, went to high school in, in Pennsylvania. So uh, visited the, the mid-Atlantic states and, and got a taste of flavor of, of, of living in the mid-Atlantic states. I love. I used to live in Pittsburgh. I love Pennsylvania. My wife's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, so. It's pretty. It's very yeah. pretty. It's a gorgeous state. Yeah. So so you, you went to high school. Did you go to college? I did, yes. I, I uh, Actually, three different colleges because I, I wanted really to concentrate on my work and uh, and and actually, after I graduated from college, I I uh, I went to um, the beginning of grad school, and I was in grad school while I was uh, working. I had to support myself, so I've been a a, a student in, of life and and a and an academician throughout my entire life, and I wow. I think that's um, really would describe my career. So you you got through college, <clears throat> excuse me, and and you did what? What was your what was your first job out of college? Uh, I I started a retail uh, business in in uh, Colorado, and I knew that that was just a stepping stone to what I wanted to do. And the the key element was I never stopped learning, and um, I had to work by day and I studied by night. And I, I kept up with my studies and I kept up with my private research. That's the key to my career, my private research when I could. You know, again, I had to pay the bills and I, I had to live in the real world. And um, 
that's what I did. And I, I'm continuing to do that now. But finally, I've gotten to the point where I can introduce this, this quantum science to a captive audience. 30 years yeah. ago, we did not have a captive audience. Yeah. So, so um, we're, we're going to, so when you say you had a retail business doing what? Selling clothing? Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was an interior de design shop. Yeah, nice. Interior design shop. And okay. I really enjoyed that, you know, yeah. it, and it was, I really immersed myself in that line of work, but you know, th that was for eight, nine years. And, and then I knew that it was time to move into something else. Yeah. So you you um, had this, but you said you kept studying, doing your personal. What'd you call it? Personal research, quantum research, or what? What some people will call Tesla energy research. Um, I am per se a scalar light researcher. I do not work with electricity or magnetism. I work with a different dimension, the scalar energy dimension, and uh, we'll we'll delve into that today. Well, you know, I'm. Um, I'm a huge fan of probably my number one spiritual teacher that I've studied is Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Wayne Dyer talked a lot about the quantum field. Right. And, and, you know, there's a wonderful, um, it's almost like a documentary style movie called what the bleep do we know? I'm sure you've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I truly believe that, what Einstein said, everything is energy and motion. Yes. And, and, you know, so I'm, I'm excited to delve into this with you. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm nowhere near your level, but, uh, I, I, I find this to be a very interesting topic. And that's probably why I told those folks, whoever I like, yeah, heck yeah, let's have him on. So, so you, you, um, you had a retail bit, so you moved to Colorado. Mm -hmm from New York. Mm -hmm. um, that had to be a, a, a shocking and environmental change. It, it, uh, it, it was, but, uh, um, you know, I, I liked everywhere where I lived and, yeah. and yeah. why did I like Colorado? It gave me time obviously to build my business, but it gave me time to study. Okay. Yeah. It, it gave me the time to concentrate. And that's what that's what I really wanted. I, I'm not what you would consider to be a socialite. I'm not. Yeah. I spent yeah. a great deal of time researching. And that's really quiet time. That's time that you really have to to dedicate to, to your field of, of expertise, to your pursuit. Yeah. And the long story short is uh, again, what I have accomplished, I'm really walking in the footsteps of people like Nikola Tesla. Some Perhaps your audience can resonate with that. I'm working with Tesla energy or scalar light energy or, or quantum energy. It's not electricity. Right. And because it's such a narrow focus, you really you have to really engage in private research. I, I don't know of any college or university that has an, an active curriculum in scalar energy research. Why? Because it's brand new. It's, it's groundbreaking research. So in many ways, again, I'm, I consider myself a pioneer. <clears throat> and if, if you follow that route, that trajectory, that's fine. But you have to realize there's there's not many people you can depend upon. So I depend sure. upon God, God, obviously, and I depend <clears throat> upon these other researchers who were scalar light researchers. But um, it, it's it's still not what I consider to be a, a common practice. 
what what does scalar what does scalar light mean what does what's the and i'm going to give you full stage by the way full screen sure. i'm still here but what explain what scalar light is sure sure there, there are two dimensions in the brill two dimensions and a scalar light dimension is a dimension that is outside of the electromagnetic spectrum and what do i mean by that well electricity and magnetism is very real it's it's True and accurate. Yes, yeah. there is a, an electromagnetic spectrum. When I'm working in a scalar energy spectrum, it's a different dimension. It, it's not of the electromagnetic spectrum. So I'm working with energy, scalar energy. And what's unique about it, it doesn't experience entropy. There's no die-off to the signal. What do I mean by that? Well, <clears throat> With electricity and magnetism, it attenuates over, over the distance, it will fall off or degrade or, or the signal will decay. Now, yep. to the contrary, when I'm working with a scalar signal, it's perpetual. It's negentropy. It's, there, it does not experience any die-off, any degradation of its signal. The signal does not experience diminution. So what is my point? We have now tapped into the quantum field that is eternal energy, infinite energy. Okay, if 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 you're throwing a baseball in an electromagnetic paradigm, that baseball has a certain trajectory and then it dies. Okay, yeah. that baseball does not propagate itself. If you throw a baseball, so to speak, in a scalar energy paradigm, that baseball just continues to travel throughout throughout eternity. It never stops. What am I saying? Scalar energy is the perpetual energy. Where does it originate? The, the sun, the stars. Wow. The sun and the stars, yeah. That's so is it light? It is, it is light. It, to, to put this into proper context, all light initiates in the sun and the stars as a double helix, which is scalar energy. Okay. And then thereafter, in many environments, that scalar wave, that double e helix, will break down into electricity and magnetism. So if you want to look at the, the, the cosmos and, and really the, the creation of the universe and how light is created, all stars, the sun, our sun of our solar system, the stars of the universe, create scalar energy. It's a double helix. And after it leaves that enclosure, in many environments, it degrades, it converts into electricity and magnetism. Now, I've discovered that, and so have other scalar energy researchers have discovered that. So much of what I'm going to say to the audience today is, is new. It's groundbreaking research. And a lot of people have never heard of that because very few people consider that there's two dimensions. There's two energies. Many people try and explain the cosmos simply exclusive, exclusively by way of electromagnetic theory. It cannot be done. There's two energies. Hence, there's two explanations for universal phenomena. <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta like work on what questions to even ask around this. So, so are, are, are you referring to, or are they, are they the same as like a spiritual energy? Yes. It's non-physical. Very good, Ken. It's a spiritual energy. Now, from my Christian background, I really consider it the essence of God, the, the, the presence of, of the, uh, the Holy Spirit. And, and to those who, who have a Christian background, it, it might be considered to be similar to the Ark of the Covenant. If you read about this energy of the Ark of the Covenant, it did not uh, exhibit electromagnetic behavior. So I believe the Ark of the Covenant was a scalar energy vessel. 
And that's what I've tapped into. It, I'm not working with electricity. I'm working with this omnipresence. And this omnipresence is eternal. So if I'm working with this, this type of energy that's eternal, well, then it, it's quite different. It, it's not what we would consider electricity or magnetism. Now, I've developed scalar energy instruments that control this, this paradigm. Okay, These are not electrical instruments. These are scalar energy instruments. And I've, I've worked um, according to the plans of Nikola Tesla and Galen Hieronymus. Those are two of the men that, that created or, or had functioning scalar energy instruments. So what am I saying to the audience? Well, you, you've heard of people who've, who've discovered electricity and, and made yeah. modifications with electricity, everything from the phonograph to the light bulb to the satellites to, to TVs. Well, I have a scalar light instrument that works in the quantum field and that can improve human health in the quantum field. Now, before we get into it, I want to uh, wait, include wait, the audience wait. in. Hang, hang on, I can't hear. We're, we're not zipping past that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. I gotta bring this, I gotta ask. Okay, so you just said you have a scalar energy instrument right. that works in the quantum field that can improve human health. Yes, in the quantum field. What does that mean? Say sure. that so the, the like, uh, pretend I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it really is simple. If, if you think of this in terms of the quantum field and not electromagnetic theory. So what you've learned in, regarding electromagnetic theory, much of that is valid and true. This is a different way of thinking because it's a different energy. So what am I getting at? Scalar energy, first and foremost, is non-physical. There's no electrons, there's no protons, there's no compounds, there's no elements of the periodic table. It's non-physical. So it's in, it, intention or it's instructions. So I'm working with intelligence. Now, once I enter into that realm of quantum energy or quantum intelligence, then I have the ability to send intelligence to send instructions. And that's what I'm doing with the scalar energy instrument. It's an instructive instrument. It's an instrument of intelligence, okay? But there's, there's no physical construct to this. Again, there, there's, there's no physical mass. It is massless. So then working with this instrument, I send instructions and that improves the quantum field. Now consider this, that everything begins with light or energy. That's the first cause. That's the, the, the uh, principle. That's really the, the bedrock of science that many people now accept. Right, that right. nothing precedes these instructions, energy, light. And that energy is always instructive. Okay. Yes, it's fire and heat. Yes, it's light. But what is energy? What is light? It, they serve as the instructions of the universe. So the analogy I always give to people is, well, before you build a home or a factory, you have architectural plans, which are instructions. And then you go to build the actual factory or, or home or church or whatnot. So I have the architectural plans, so to speak, of the universe. When you have a quantum instrument, you're controlling the instructions of the universe. And everything follows therefrom. In other words, first you start with with the instructions, the intelligence, and then, and only then, will you have physical manifestation. 
Okay. So what's my what's my point? If you have a say molecular form, that molecule is held together by non-physical bonds. Okay, whether energy. it's energy, very good, and that's what <laughs> I'm able to do with my instrument. I'm able to instruct atomic and molecular bonds that are non-physical. I don't. So want you're talking now. You're talking like like and and I don't. If I say this wrong, just gently correct me but but you're talking like positive and negative proton energy no somewhat but again we're not working with protons because a proton actually has mass the electron has mass if if, if this is a proton and an electron and there and one yeah, is circling the other right? okay. okay go ahead show me again uh, if, if this is the proton and, and according to atomic theory the electrons are circling yeah the, the, the protons and the neutrons, all of that has mass. Okay. An electron has some type of mass. A proton has mass. Okay. It's not the proton and electron we're working with. It's the intelligence between the proton mm. and the electron. The intelligence. Also known as God. Yes, exactly. I, okay. Okay. I heard, because I heard somebody, I, I don't even remember where it was. This was just a couple nights ago. Yes. I, I heard somebody talking about um, the Big Bang Theory. And I'm like, dude, how can anybody believe, how, how is it possible to believe that in the Big Bang Theory? You, you, you wouldn't build a, a building or a factory by exploding building materials, would you? No. you know, every, every home that I've seen, when you deliver the building materials, there's an intelligence to erect the building materials. I've never been at a construction site where they would deliver a pallet of building materials and then explode it, and somehow it would form a building. That that's it just, takes intelligent energy to build something, right? And that's what I have, and you get it. You hit the nail on the head. I have the intelligence of the universe. A scalar energy instrument controls the intelligence. It's non-physical. It controls that, the intelligence. It is. It is the intelligence. Wow. So scalar energy is the intelligence of the universe. And I have an instrument that controls, harnesses that intelligence. Wow. Now, now do you see how important that is, Ken? I, in other words, uh, I am now in the driver's seat, so to speak, of, of nature. Not only physical nature, but, but thought, human thought, emotions, etc. So wow. a scalar energy instrument will go down in history as being the the cause, okay? The ability to control the cause of nature. Do you so have, have scalar... one of these instruments handy? Yes. yes. That yes. you can show us? I don't I don't have I'm speaking to you from, from my private den, but I, I I have scalar energy instruments. Now this is the point of my research. I'm working with um, a, a brilliant engineer and we have developed scalar energy instruments. These are Tesla instruments. And these wow. were the instruments that Tesla was working on later in his life. Now, to this day, people do not understand Tesla's research because they fail to realize that Tesla graduated from AC electricity to scalar energy. Scalar energy is it's a different principles or different laws that undergird this, this science. It's not electricity. It does not behave like electricity. Robert Broker says, so you could dismantle some of those narratives that do not serve the people. 
we'll, we'll speak about that well, in, in, in this sense. If I have an instrument that controls intelligence, um, then yes, in some way I can um, have a favorable impact upon brain waves and what people call the seven meridians. Many people that I work with um, tell me that their dream state is enhanced or that when working with them, they say that they have greater mental clarity. Now, I, I want to make this clear to the audience. I, I do not in any way have any physical contact with anybody. I'm working by way of this transmission of energy, non-physical energy. And I do think that scalar energy will eventually be the, the pathway to mental health, that we can improve mental health by way of scalar energy instruments. I have, um, you know, are you familiar with the um, the hundredth monkey syndrome? Yeah, yeah, sure. You well, being being an energy scientist, yes. <laughs> did I label you correctly? Um, you could probably explain that the hundredth monkey syndrome better than I can. But essentially, it's they. I believe they take two monkeys from the same family and they teach one baby monkey a trick and then they move the other one to another island or remote part of the world and within a certain period of time that monkey without being taught starts yes. doing the same exact trick or whatever yes because yes. of energy and yes. and you know I, I and this is one of the things that dr wayne dyer spent a lot of time discussing and 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 you know one of his to make it easy for the lay person to understand he he said have you ever been walking through a store and you see a product on the shelf and you're like that i thought of that that was my idea and i never did anything with it right, right, right. and he said because ev this this field this quantum field is out here and we all have access to it and some right. people take action on it and others don't. Is that right. accurate? Precisely. It's what people call women's intuition. Okay, I'm not being sexist, but um, that's just the term. Some people have intuition. Some people have like a gut feeling. Some people say, well, that's not right, or I prefer this, this particular activity. And that is the quantum field. You know, that that is God speaking to us. So again, what am I working with? I'm working with a new uh, an unrecognized type of energy. It's a new science. It's an emerging science, and it is—it's quantum intelligence. And you're right. It's—it's it's how some people feel, or how the emotions that some people exhibit. I've meditated every day of my life, and it's a non-negotiable for me. Every day of my life for more than 17 years now, and I truly believe that. I'm able to tap into this, this field that you're like, now it's, it's becoming more and more, um, instant. I don't know if that makes sense, right. but I can, I can, I, and I don't know how deep I've tapped either. <laughs> I just know I've, I've, I've experienced it. I've experienced what, you know, people would say, well, that's a miracle, but it's, it's not when it becomes just like, it's, it's how I, I am. It's how I live. It's my, my beingness, you know? So, um, is, what do you, how do you feel about that, about the I, meditation part? Very necessary. 
very necessary. If if you really take a step back and you look at the universe and consider that there's an infinite number of stars, so there's an infinite number of celestial bodies that are broadcasting, so to speak, scalar energy. That really is is the make the makeup of the universe. So if if you really want to look at the universe, everything in its totality, everything starts with scalar energy, which then is responsible for, yes, human creativity. It's responsible for forming a molecular bond or atomic bond. Scalar energy is a double helix. If you look at its composition. What does that mean? What's that mean, a double helix? What, what uh, do you mean by that? Uh, I'm going to explain Scalar energy is a double helix. It's the same ratio and proportion as DNA. Now, what okay. do I mean by that? That our DNA is, is assembled by a scalar wave. So I've always thought, how is it that the life molecule DNA assumes its shape and maintains its shape? It has instructions. And it is a scalar wave, which is a double helix, that downloads its information into the form of a DNA molecule. And that DNA molecule really is a standing scalar wave. So scalar energy, scalar light is responsible for all genomic form. That, that is the instructions of life. That is what scalar energy instructs all genomic forms. Charles, uh, Charles Coachman asks, are you are you taking what Tesla was working on when he passed and digging deeper into scalar energy? Yes, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And right now I'm concentrating on human health and animal health and plant health. But in the future, I want to be able to, um, to use scalar energy as a wireless transmission of energy to power, to, to use this as a um, means to power our homes, our, our factories, etc. <laughs> so, so like solar cells, it, it, solar cells in, in a sense, uh, for instance, Nikola Tesla had a, a scalar tower in Colorado Springs in 1899. And then he, he moved back to uh, New York and he developed a scalar tower in Long Island, New York. Now, if you look at these scalar towers, this is around the turn of the century, these scalar towers did not have any electrical wires. Um, uh, attached to them. So Tesla was working on wireless transmission of energy, and he was getting very close to being able to broadcast uh, energy, this, this form of scalar energy, and to power our homes. Now, he, he had done that successively locally at the laboratory in Colorado Springs and the laboratory in um, Long Island, but he lacked the funding and, and, and um, and the powers that be of the day were intimidated by this research. You know, scalar technology is a new way. Anyway, this new way was a threat to the to the robber barons back then, and he never had the proper support. I feel like I'm I'm interviewing Elon Musk right now. <sighs> I mean, he thinks on a, a much deeper level than, and, and and so 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 some of this. Uh, how do I say this? You're talking, you said you have an instrument that you can control scalar energy. Right. But scalar energy is, I all I, I believe we also said scalar energy is is God. It's the it's the creator or 
but you can't control God. No, 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 that, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I, I'm saying if, if, if we can overcome gravity in some sense, then we, we are controlling or, or at least we're subduing, so to speak, gravity. Does that mean we control God? No, we're controlling gravity that God created. Got it. So w w what is my point? When I work with scalar energy, it's a superior type of energy. To be blunt with you, electricity and magnetism is okay, but it's passe. And it doesn't afford mastery over nature. Okay, so with with electromagnetic energy, you have indirect or, or oblique control over nature. To the contrary, with scalar energy, you have direct control, consummate control over nature. So what we're trying to do with with electromagnetic inventions, we're we're controlling nature. When you get in the car, okay, you you overcome a distance or you overcome gravity. The work function of a car is to transport you. Right now, there have been scientists who have created scalar energy anti-gravity machines that have been able to propel themselves propulsion of say 500 miles per hour 600 miles per hour and do that without consuming any fuel you simply negate gravity so what would you in the future what would you rather do would you rather drive a car that consumes fuel or ride in an anti-gravity platform that does not consume fuel that does not pollute it's entirely safe and that you can experience a propulsion of hundreds of miles an hour in this if you will local environment of scalar energy this is the world that i envision wow wow that's that is so that's 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 deep that's really really deep have so, you so ever, when, when you get in a car and you're driving down the highway you still have to negotiate the highway Yes. You, you still are on the ground. Yep. So it, there are certain parameters that you have to follow, such as a speed limit. Now, if you're hovering in an anti-gravity flying platform, okay, and there's no threat of collision because you're in an anti-gravity environment, well, you can propel yourself. You, your propulsion could be two, 300 miles per hour, and, and you do not consume any fuel. And there's no resistance. There's exactly. Zero. Yeah, there was a great scientist, Viktor Grabenikov, and he developed anti-gravity platforms, uh, scalar energy platforms. And when he was propelling himself, so to speak, through through the atmosphere, he did not have any G-forces. Right. His hair, his hair would not even ruffle because he was in a perfect cocoon of scalar energy. Wow. Have you talked to Elon about this? No, um, to, to be quite frank, um, I'm working alone and, and for the most part, my research is suppressed and, and I, I'm not going to um, expand upon that too much, but what I've discovered is really a threat to, to many people and many, many institutions. I'm sure. So, so wow, man. So, okay. Um, we're talking about energy. I'm curious to know what your answer is to this. Where do thoughts originate? Because they're energy, right? Yes. They're Any scalar energy. Yes, would, they are. Very I would good. Think. Yes. Yes. Everything has to have a cause. And, and the cause is a scalar paradigm. So I, I've always said that scalar energy is responsible for all spiritual, 
cognitive, emotional, and physical behavior. Right. So scalar energy serves as the instructions for everything, including thoughts. So where do thoughts originate? From God. Scalar energy is from God. So what I'm saying about scalar energy, scalar light, it really is the first principle of God. Okay. So when you're tapping into a scalar energy dimension, you're, you're if you will, so to speak, right next to God. Because it's his essence. You're working with perfect intelligence. Now, how do you have perfect intelligence from a perfect creator? So scalar energy is the, the closest connection that you can have in, in this parameter, so to speak, in this paradigm um, uh, of, of closeness to God by way of uh, energy, light. Whereas electricity and magnetism is a derivative of scalar energy. So if God had a, a divine energy, it's scalar energy. It's not electricity and magnetism. I've always told people, if you go to heaven, you're only going to find scalar energy. Why? Well, as I mentioned previously, scalar energy is perpetual. So if you go to heaven and heaven's a perpetual state, a perfect state, there has to be scalar energy and you cannot have electricity or magnetism. If you have electricity or magnetism, then you encourage, you, you incorporate death and decay, etc., and disorder. Electricity and magnetism are the dimension of disorder. Scalar energy is the dimension of order. So if you go to heaven, you're going to find 100% scalar energy. There is no electricity in heaven. So you don't need to flip a light switch on and off in heaven. No, no. That's because it's the omnipresence of God. Right. The omnipresence of God is scalar energy. Yeah. Which is light. Yes, it's light. And when, when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, he meant it. Now, yeah, right. I don't. I don't think he was referring to electricity because electricity decays; it it it, it falls off at a distance. Not to mention, electricity hadn't been discovered when Jesus was alive. So, yeah, right, I'm right. right? So, yeah, right. so I mean, they they were like, "Wow, that was a bolt of lightning," which was electricity, but people didn't understand it. So, so, wow, man. Okay, so. So let, I, let me let me put it in this context, Ken. You know, somebody had to create the first computer. Yep. Somebody had to create the first satellite, the first car, the first airplane. The Wright brothers were yep. apparently were the first. And everybody two. thought they were crazy, by the way. Okay, okay. and that's usually the trajectory. You know, first yeah. comes. Yeah. yeah. First, people are incredulous. Okay. Yeah. I have followed in Tesla's footsteps on Hieronymus. Now, those two men, as far as I'm concerned, were, were some of the first scientists who developed scalar energy instruments. I'm following in their step, step foots. I, I do not claim to be the first one that, with the scalar energy instruments, but I am repeating the results of Tesla and Hieronymus, and I'm doing so successfully, and it's a dependable uh, process. In other words, I can repeat their experiments without fail. Why? Because I'm working with energy. Energy is fundamental, and it observes certain rules and, and laws. So there is no vagary here. Why? Because I'm working with energy, and energy is dependable. You know, I, I listen. I, I think this is absolutely incredible. I, I, I didn't. I had never heard the term scalar energy 
but I have watched that movie that I referred to the documentary type movie. What the bleep do we know mm -hmm. at least 10 times. And, and the, there's a, there's a doctor, a Japanese doctor that, that they talk about. I think his name was Dr. Ishimoto or something like that. Um, where he takes the water and has monks. Do you know what I'm referring yeah. to? Yes. He has, it's, and he has monks, same water sample monks yeah. pray over one, one of it for 24 hours. And, and the other sample goes to a lab where people are screaming hate and nasty. I hate you at, at the yes. water sample. They put them both under the microscope at the same time. Yeah. And what they discovered was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that the water that had been prayed for and loved and, 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 and all of that was this beautiful crystal clear, just gorgeous thing that they saw. And the one that had been spewed, all this hatred had been spewed, had become this nasty infested sample of water. And, and I think that, um, I think that's what you're talking about. I feel yes. that's what you're talking about. It is precisely, precisely. So what, what Dr. Moto and his his uh, uh, disciples were doing by way of intention, by way of prayer, and they could observe the before and after, um, uh, uh, as to looking at a water molecule underneath a microscope and, and seeing how that water was was formed. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it was very picturesque. It was very beautiful when you were imparting um, a, a, uh, a sound, uh, if you will, or healthful uh, uh, idea to that water. When you were imparting hatred or, or some calumny, well, yeah, that water looked disordered. It, it, looked, yeah. it looked really almost to the point of being chaotic, showing the difference between a, a positive thought bringing about order or something that would be very negative or very hurtful, hurtful, bringing about a very uh, a grotesque um, looking water sample. So, but we still have free will, mm -hmm. and and we still can take responsibility for the energy that we we are emitting. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, right. it's, it's what's interesting. And, and I know this to be a 100% fact. It, I, I have evidence of it in my own life that the, the better the energy and Robert Brooker says, um, so those truckloads of love that I give away also scalar energy. And the answer, I, I don't even need to ask you. I know what the answer is. And it's yes, that's, that's yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you have many health coaches, you have many people um, <clears throat> involved in psychology and, and, and trying to promote this, this sense of well-being, mental, uh, physical, spiritual well-being. All of that's very positive because they're projecting scalar energy in that positive vein. And this is what Dr. Mono appreciated, that that positive projection of scalar energy into a, a water could be viewed under a microscope and you could see beauty, you could see order. Now to the contrary, to, to project uh, negativity or, or hatred into this body of water, once observed under a microscope, you would see these grotesque formations. Right. So it's really simple. You have two choices, be happy or be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and the outcome is there. And, and many people have heard this expression, you are what you think, you're right.
you create the world that you asked for in many ways. Now that doesn't mean that that there's not external forces. I can I'll speak for myself. Every day I get up, I start the day with a prayer. Um, I tell my wife I love her, and I research, and I, I put all that negativity, all that nonsense out of my head. I have productive days, Ken. I'm productive. I'm I'm all about a being a productive researcher, and I have a very positive outlook on life. Now. We see that there's a lot of problems in our country and the world. The only thing I can do about that is pray. Okay? I, many times I don't have a direct influence over that. So I concentrate on myself and I have a productive scalar field day. You know, uh, and, and for people that don't believe this, that don't, you know, there, there's a, a, there was a study done, Washington, D.C., I think is the city that it was done in, um, which, you know, there's murders every day in that city. And they brought together, I believe it was like 50 monks and, and they placed them at different locations throughout the city and had them meditate, sending love and positive energy to the city for a 24 hour period. And the crime and murder rate went down in a 24 hour period. It went down like, I forget what the percent, something like 70% or right. something. Right. Yeah. And, and so that is what, that's what we're talking about and is, is, is being in the right. And I, like I know we just met you, I've done over 3000 live streams and, and most of my live streams are talking about this, take responsibility for the thoughts that you're having. Dr. Wayne Dyer again, wrote a book called change your thoughts, change your life. You know, if you change the right. way that you're, you're thinking, you're going to change your life. But what, let me ask you this. So, um, and I ask this of every guest on the show, what do you think, and, and I would love to hear your scientific um, background opinion on this. What do you think holds most people back from, number one, achieving the financial gains that they would like to have in life, and number two, achieving joy and happiness, which may be tied together? <laughs> they, they might, they might be. Oh, okay. There's always external factors. So we cannot control the external factors. But I would say this in general, surround yourself with good people, mm. and people who are like minded and people who want to work with you, and people who want to help you achieve your goals. Okay, I've got a great wife. And she's fully supportive of my research. Now imagine if I was from a divided home, and my wife did not appreciate my research. Well, It'd make it a lot tougher for me. So be positive, you know, pray a lot, depend upon God and family, you know, by all means, and surround yourself with people who, who are like-minded and who have a similar a desire. Their goals are similar to you. Wow. That's it. Yeah. Very That's simple. Working. It's very simple. The formula so what's holding works. people back in life is going to be typically who they're surrounded by, or their negative thoughts, or or, or their or their lack of appreciation. I, I I've always said this: people have incredible talent. You know, if you look at the world, if seven point nine billion people would all work together in harmony, and if everybody every day did one good deed, again, if seven point nine billion people would do one good deed a day, just one it would be paradise on earth. It would be paradise on earth. 
The big problem I see collectively in the world is we fight. We fight. Instead of working together as a team, we fight. Yeah. That's the big problem in the world. Okay. And and I, I won't get into it. I won't get into the politics or the, the, the different problems. But if mankind would unite, be a different world. The the big problem in the world is we're divided. We fight. That's the problem. Yeah. And it takes, you know, it's it's like Grant Cardone says. You know, it it takes it takes two parties to be in disagreement to have an argument. Mm-hmm. If one party would just agree, the argument's over. Yeah, yeah. And so much time, so much time and effort is is wasted in, in you know, in trying to reconcile this. You either agree, you don't agree. If you don't agree with somebody, I could appreciate that. You know, just move on. You know, yeah. don't don't as they say, don't don't beat this into the ground. For what reason? Honey, you're right. <laughs> yeah. the, key, the key to any successful marriage, <laughs> right? Just yeah, saying, I, I, I right. defer to my wife a great deal. And I'll tell you yeah. why. First and foremost, because I love her, but she's a smart woman. And, yeah. um, you know, nobody, no two people think identically, but but nonetheless, you you realize if you give somebody free reign, and as long as it's they're logical, my wife is my wife is in agreement with me, which is rare. Uh, <laughs> she says, "Yes, honey, you're right." I, I want to go back to something we were addressing about uh, Dr. Emoto and water, and this is appeared to me as to one great example as to the infinite capability of scalar energy. Well, if you look at snowflakes, every snowflake is unique. It has a neat, unique geometry. Snowflakes are, are hexagonal. It's a six-sided hexagon. Yeah. But every, if you put a snowflake under a microscope, every snowflake is unique. Why? Well, because while it's forming in the atmosphere, it's scalar energy imparting instructions, intelligence. So if you have an, a near-infinite number of snowflakes and every snowflake is unique, then you have to have a near infinite number of scalar instructions imparting that geometry on each snowflake. So what's my point? In order, just looking at the universe of snowflakes, you would have to say that there is an infinite mind of God imparting scalar energy instructions on each snowflake. That's why each snowflake is unique. Mm. Wow. We are all. This is what I've tapped into. This is the infinite intelligence that I'm saying I've tapped into. I'm I'm not saying that I control God. Does God is the supreme being, but God allows me to to work with within His dominion. The dominion of God is scalar energy, or the 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 breath of the Holy Spirit, or what some people call zero point energy, the quantum field. The dominion of God is is not really per se, electricity and magnetism. That's that's an inferior type of energy. Wow. I, I mean, this this is incredible. So so this instrument, is it just one single instrument that you've no. developed or multiple? No. Over the years, I've, I've developed probably 50 different scalar energy instruments. And some of the instruments have the ability to, to impart this scalar intelligence and break down, say, toxins and viruses and bacteria. Other instruments can assemble now. This is all by way of intelligence. Other instruments can assemble, say, 
uh, vitamins and phytochemicals and, and antioxidants. I have another instrument that I'm working with that downloads a great deal of scalar energy into the into the mind and, and accordingly the brain waves uh, behave in that scalar paradigm. So oh, wow. with one instrument, I can rearrange or say reprogram our brain waves. Why? Because it's intelligence that I'm imparting in, in our mind and in our seven chakras. There's, there's many functions. I have another instrument I'm working on right now that I hope will be able to locate people. Okay. If, if I were to take a, um, a photograph of a person and place it in the instrument, then there's a certain mechanism that I will use, but the instrument will be able to locate a missing person. But that, that's not been perfected. Wow. Wow. I mean, this is some really, and it makes sense because their energy leaves a, a, a fingerprint for yep. lack of better words right it leaves their their imprint and, and i i i've you know there's um what's the what is the um energy work it's not it's not like massage but you lay and they um acupressure acu uh, well but without acupuncture i'm sorry it's without them touching you i forget what it's called Okay. So some, um, some people call that chi or prana. Okay. Uh, laying of hands. That that's a good that's a good analogy. I believe that when you lay hands upon somebody, you're you're broadcasting scalar energy. So the science of laying hands upon somebody is really imparting scalar energy to a person. Yeah. Phil says humor is your seventh sense. Reiki. Reiki, that's what uh, it's called. Thank you, Colleen. Yes. So, and, and I, you know, look, the first time somebody said, I want to do Reiki, cause I had a, my, my neck was messed up. It was, something was wrong. And, and this woman, she was a client and she was in our office and I'm sitting in this conference room and she said, are you okay? And I said, no, actually I'm not. My neck is like locked up and I was moving, you know, I couldn't even turn. And she's like, oh, let me perform some Reiki on you. And I'm like, what is that? What are you talking about? stay away from me with that witchcraft and she's laughing at me and she's like no it's it's energy just let me and it worked yes. it worked yes. and i didn't even believe it was gonna work i was like this is this is nonsense what are you doing but it worked and 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 i think that um i, I think that people need to open up their energy fields and 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 really take a look at this. So these instruments that you've created are they are they handheld? Are they no, they no, take up the whole room? They're, they're, mean, it's, it's a massive laboratory. It's a massive really? laboratory. Yeah, wow. and um, there's a lot of science to it, a lot of engineering, and uh, it's wow. I have a rather extensive laboratory. You know, what, I, I guess there are some instruments on the internet that you could see that are handheld. Um, I don't. I, I don't have any association with that. I, I don't sell instruments, so I. I uh, the laboratory well, is is quite extensive. So Charles Coachman asked a question earlier. Here, what about people selling scalar energy pendants? This sounds a bit out there to me. You would have to investigate those pendants. Um, you know, everything has energy, including a pendant. Now, is yeah. that Pendant really a capacitor of scalar, a reservoir of scalar energy? I don't know. So you would have to investigate each company. 
Gotcha. There's my buddy Joachim. He lives in hell, literally. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard there's a town of hell in Norway. Yeah. Yeah, he lives there. <laughs> Paradise on Earth. So, so one last question for you, Tom is is you know with when 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 this whole pandemic um, hit, depression became incredible. Suicide rates went up like skyrocketed. There's a lot of people that lost their jobs, their businesses, their homes, their livelihood, the, everything. Um, and they just got in a, into a bad place. If somebody called you and said, I can't pay the electric, I can't pay the, the, the car payments, I can't, I'm, I can't figure out what to do, I'm at the end of my rope, what would you say to them to help them have an energy shift? I know it's been, the pandemic has been frightful. Uh, all I could say is pray and, and have hope in God. Everything has changed. Our lives have been turned upside down. There is no easy answer. And uh, I, I've had a trying year. 2020 was a a, a, a year of, of many trials and tribulations, but let's hope it gets better. But I, I, was, uh, I was likewise in, in that boat. Uh, many, many people suffered. I am one of them. And I just pray to God that things get better. I, I hope um, the, the world has learned something from this pandemic. Wow. Where can people follow you? You said something to me early on that, that there's some, you, you offer some kind of a free right. something. You're not selling right. anything. And I said, dude, feel free to sell. I don't care. But uh, the yeah. website is, scalarlight.com s-c-a-l-a-r scalarlight.com when people uh, contact us uh, on the homepage, we will work with you and your family and your pets free of charge you send us your photograph now let me let me do this for the audience we work with you remotely by way of a photograph you're going to send me your photograph and i work with your quantum field your intelligence field on your photograph Wow. And what we offer on the website are three functions. We're able to break down toxins and pathogens, germs that are detected on your photograph. We're able to balance your brain waves or your seven meridians, your chakras. And we're able to, to assemble now micronutrients. Okay. We do all of this by way of your photograph. So I again work in the non physical paradigm of scalar energy. There is no physical manifestation in scalar energy. It is entirely non-physical. So I access your quantum dimension by way of your photograph. And, and we do indeed perform those three functions, a, a pathogenic cleanse, a, a chakra balancing, and a nutrient therapy. That's absolutely mind-blowing. What, what about the people that think you're crazy? Now, after they look at my results and they look at the websites and they see 3,000 testimonies and they realize that I'm working in the in the footsteps of Tesla and That's that my, pre my predecessor, Hieronymus, was awarded a U.S., a Canadian, and a British patent for his instrument. And I'm working within that vein, working with uh, uh, these patented instruments that, that, I've, that I've modified. 
That's the science behind it, and the science is incontrovertible. I freaking love it. I love, 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 love this. This um, here, my my wife has probably the most important question of the day. No, um, I've not developed scalar energy instruments that can address cancer. I cannot address cancer. I hope to in the future. I can, through the quantum field, I can what I call eradicate the molecular bonds of viruses, bacteria, fungi. Um, we've, we've been working with a HIV AIDS clinic in Delhi, India, and people send me their photograph. And after we work with their photograph, okay, again, this is all done remotely. Many of these people at this HIV AIDS clinic have reported that they no longer have any viral load for HIV. Wow. So what I'm doing is by way, once again, of a photograph, a photograph of people, and I'm accessing their quantum field. And in so doing, I'm able to address the molecular bonds in the quantum field of various viruses, bacteria, fungi. But what about I, I Parkinson's? Do, Parkinson's, I don't have the, the answer for Parkinson's, but consider this. There are many spirochetes and viruses that find their way past the blood-brain barrier. And I have shown with this quantum field that I can negate the molecular bonds of viruses and spirochetes. So what will that mean to people? Well, hopefully if we can, if we can uh, uh, disassemble what I consider the molecular bonds of these harmful pathogens, that that will um, lead to a, a sound health, if you will. Now, I'm not saying it's gonna be the cure for Parkinson's though. Right. <clears throat> so if I could get you a meeting with Elon, would you, would you be open to that? Uh, you know, I'm open to meeting anybody in the world. Anybody in the world. Now, it's not that I hide. My my research is it's just poorly understood. Right. And, and, you know, even though I try and promulgate what I'm doing, this thank you again for this platform, Ken. Yeah. It, it Nonetheless, it, it takes a lot of time to consider what I'm saying and, and to realize that there's two energies and that hence there's two explanations for reality. And this new explanation, this new paradigm, scalar energy, is not broadly accepted. So well, I'm not complaining. This is just the way it yeah. is. You know, yeah. It takes time to understand and embrace this. Once you understand that I have now, a, so to speak, an emerging science, a new science that beckons, and that this new science is quite superior to the previous way of doing things, the electromagnetic grid, our, our previous way of thinking about reality, that scalar energy as a technology will someday be embraced and it will be heralded throughout the world. Let me, I, I didn't even think to ask this until just now, and I know we're ending the interview, but I, 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 wanna, I wanna ask this question. What in the world got you so obsessively interested in this? <laughs> I mean, were you no, electrocuted as a, a good small term. child? <laughs> you know, you know I, I was, um, let, let me just say I was unique. Okay, as a youngster, I was reading about Tesla. Okay. Anything wow. I could gain my hands on, I was reading about Nikola Tesla. Wow. And what, what is even furthermore unique and, and I think exceptional is I understood what he was doing. That's incredible. I, I understood. You know, it's a gift from God. I understood that, you know, the first time I looked at his towers, I said, those aren't electrical towers. Those are scalar towers. 
the first thing that occurred to me is that there's no wires. There's no substation. Where is he getting the energy? From the stars. That's what a Tesla tower does. It, it marshals the energy from the stars. So then Tesla wanted to broadcast star energy to the world and power the world with star energy. I knew that as a kid. You know, that's my gift of mysticism. No, nobody had to teach me that. God taught me that. That's incredible, dude. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's a gift from God. I, I love what you're doing. I, I think uh, a lot of people love what you're doing. My wife included. In the next five years, this might seem bold. In the next five years, scalar energy is going to change the world. What I've discovered and what other researchers, you know, it's coming out and the world is starting to embrace it. You know, if, if I make this proclamation, I can take a million photographs a day and I could treat a million photographs a day with scalar energy easily. Wow. So scalar energy transcends time and space. So what, what would take maybe a, a small staff or a small army to accomplish, I could accomplish this easily in, in, a, in 15 minutes. That's unreal. Yeah. Wow. Are you on um are you are you on social media? I am. I, I have a Facebook, a scalar light Tom Palladino. Is that all on on from your website? Can they yeah, access yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tom, you rock, to man. Don't go anywhere. Okay. I want to talk to you, but I'm gonna end the live stream. So hang hey, tight. Thank, thank you to everybody for listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming on. You're you're amazing, man. I, I'm I'm kind of blown away right now. So I love what you're doing. So thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Thank you. And hey, when you um as as you continue to grow this and and expand this, I'd like to have you come back. Oh, please. You know, thank you for being receptive. Your audience was very receptive. I I promise you, people. Scalar energy, the next five years, scalar energy is about to change the world for the better. Okay, this technology is like none other. It, it's going to set the world apart. So everybody go over to scalarlight.com, submit your photograph. Get some get some some scalar light work done on yourself. It's amazing. Tom, thank you. Thank you. See you guys later. Hang tight. Don't don't leave me.